Good evening, good evening, everybody. It's Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio, and we're going to start off in decency and order, and we're going to come out of James 1, 2, and 3, and it says, Consider a pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face a trial of many kinds, because you know that testing your faith produced perseverance. Trials and tribulations helps you get to the next level. It helps you train your mindset to be able to deal with certain things when it comes. When the enemy comes at you like a rushing flood, God is preparing you for that next level. God wants you to be able to understand that trials and tribulations are not something to, to be depressed or mad or sad about going through. God is trying to prepare you for better, to prepare you to be able to walk into some new things, but you have to be able to be ready for those things. And trials are the only ways you can be able to do it. Let's first go into prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing. Bless us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Guide us, Lord. Let's be able to see your glory, see your will, see your way. God, bless us in the midst of the pandemic, God. Bless us as we are going from our day to day. Let us be able to say something today that reaches out to the masses, that somebody out there can say, what can I do to be saved, God? God, we love you and we glorify you. God, continue to bless every listener from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Be able to plant the seed for a piece of comfort, a, a, a new frame of mind, and a will to be able to do greater things. And we said they're all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. What I got to say is this. You can find me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Jay Calhoun on uh, Face of the Book. And got a new single coming out. Um, so check out check out my um, social media on Friday. Promos going forward. Can't wait. It's about to be exciting. I can't wait for this new project. It's been in the in the fire for a minute, so I can't wait for it to come out. But make sure you go do that. And voting's happening. So if you are in District 35, I'm Pastor Jay, a.k.a. Jay Calhoun on the ballot, running for uh, Nevada, uh, Nevada Assembly um, for District 35. So make sure you go out and vote. Voting's happening right now. Make sure you sign back your ballot or it doesn't matter because it's not going to be verified. So go out there, vote. Let's make, make a difference in the matter. That's me, Pastor Jay. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Jay. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. It's been a long, 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 long time. Amen. Not that long, but what, one and a half or so, I guess. Um uh -huh. Who am I? The love child. Amen. That's me. <laughs> don't, don't think I don't use that. Come on now. Amen. The love child. They understand that they got your name right there on the name tag, too. It's right there, baby. Right there, Thank doctor. God. And the love child says, Marvin, part of Marvin Gay, 
and Etta, part of Etta James. Two awesome, wonderful, great singers. And I'm so proud to have both of their names a part of me. Ain't that nice? So anyways, I'm just grateful to be here. Amen. And um, you all can follow me on all the social platforms. Um, I'm working on some things, but you know how that is. I tell you, COVID has stopped some stuff. So, but nevertheless, God is still working some things out. So beyond my music, he's working on some other things that is coming down the line. And I'm excited about that. So, you know, just look at my, my uh, website. What is it? DrMarvinettaClay.com. And look at all the um, social platforms. Uh, Marvinetta Clay, Clay M, Clay Marvinetta. Anything you see Marvinetta, pretty much is me. So just follow me. And you'll be so glad that you did because God is truly up to something. Amen. Chris? Amen. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Uh, this is Chris J. Um, and you can find me at uh, singchrisj.com as well as singchrisj on Instagram and Facebook. Um, also, I have music coming out at the end of the month, a whole album. All right. Finally, yeah, right? I said, I got a single. He said, I got an album. Come on now. What you say? Yeah. Say it again. Yeah. I have a whole album getting ready to come out probably around the end of the month. So promo is coming out for it. Flyers, everything you can think of, it's coming out. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. And, yeah, that's me. Amen. Amen. And we have our guest today, Pastor Soraya. We'll let her introduce herself. All right. Hello, hello. Um, I am Pastor Soraya, and I am excited to be here with you guys. Thank you for having me. Um, I am a lot of things, but I am right now a published author. I have a couple of books coming out, um, one June 1st and one June 30th. So I'm super excited. It was interesting writing two books at one time, but <laughs> I could just imagine. Yeah. But thankfully the writing part is over. So. And, and, and I think that now you get to reap and you get to sit back and see all the things and all the hard times that you was going through, trying to brainstorm and, and sit back and try to put all the words on paper so it can make sense from your head to the paper. Because, man, writing block is no joke. It, it needs to for that. Agreed. So, uh, <laughs> with us all being here. I saw it in good fashion that we um, could do some church announcements. We have some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, you know what, Chris? <laughs> I mean, I have to ask. Oh. <laughs> well, I like to some of y'all and reintroduce really the other. Part is over, so. Deacon and evangelist and and Reverend Jackson to with your church announcements. Oh my God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Uh -huh. I want to give some church announcements to the pews because there ain't many people in the same show. My, my. 
And I just wanted to put this out there. If you ain't been out there, I want you to be out there because you ain't supposed to be in here. Well, we have a church service virtually. I need you to still tap because you're still coming asking us for requests, but you ain't tapping. My God. My help is coming. My help is coming. And I just need you to know to support your church in the pandemic. Because God is bigger than the disease. Yes, God yes. is bigger than all this stuff going around. But I'm going to need you to do all that right. in Jesus' name. And we ain't got much announcements, but uh, go ahead, Deacon Jay, and, and tell us some announcements on the board. Ain't none. Ain't no announcements. He got on the right shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no announcements at all. We're not having no Las Vegas revivals. Ain't Revive no coming to our church. That's what you got. This is on Facebook Live. Announcements. And we're all still talking about Raiders if they ever come. We didn't expect them to go through what they're going through right now. That's and, all right. They come later. Amen. Now, they come later. Everything, everything else come later, too. Tune in into your church service on Sunday. Yeah. Um, if you're going to get a word. There's some churches that's open, and they're really like segregated. And you can't touch and agree or give tithe. Or, or lay hands on nobody. So just go to church. Just get some Crisco and some hand sanitizer. You lay hands on. Okay. He, he put the new formula of new blessed oil made by Lysol. Hey. Uh-huh. Oh, you get you some gloves. Uh-huh. Thanks uh-huh. So those are your church announcements. Please govern yourself once we get announcements to yeah. churches. You now you appreciate CC CC. That's the problem. See, when we had announcements, please just be quiet. When we had announcements, nobody was going to church services. When we had announcements, nobody was going to the revivals. But now you stuck inside, bored in the house because you're in the house, bored. Now you don't wish that you could go to a revival. Hello, somebody. I want you to to appreciate when somebody invites you to go because you never know when it's your last time. Well, you better oh. say that, Deacon. Say it, say it, say it, brother. That's the Reverend. Oh, no, she didn't demote me. Reverend. You got voted out. Remember during the quarantine? Amen. And that is your church announcements. Govern yourself accordingly. Amen. 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 Church announcements. Yeah, we ain't got no church announcements, but we tried. Ain't, ain't nobody going out. But for real, though, when we come back into session, when you start seeing local churches do events out in your community, support. A lot of events happen right before this pandemic that we were talking about on church announcements mm-hmm. for months. And yeah. the turnout was sad. Yeah. And now 
we're at we're we're now virtual. Okay, so when we get back, this is temporary. When we get back, support your local churches because yeah. the same way you want somebody to support you, you gotta support them. Amen. 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 So I'm just gonna put that out there. But we're gonna go ahead and go into some music. And the music we're gonna come with um is Mr. Hezekiah Walker. He played this during the battle. Y'all saw the battle between uh Pastor John P. Key and Hezekiah Walker. That's awesome. I saw it. I saw it. Y'all one. I don't know. Uh, hmm. I didn't watch all of it because the sound quality was bad. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I have to say that, you know, our, our gospel side of our, our equality music was not great, but definitely on the R&B side, when you had to look at some Jill Scott and some Erica Badu, their music was just wonderful. So I don't know. I don't know. I think we got to come up some. That's all uh, I'm saying. Yeah, I think we should have But praise the Lord. I still think John <laughs> yeah. Key won because, you know, John Key Peaky came out the gate with hits. and He did come out the gate uh, with hits, right? And had the Kyle Walker. Did he, he was slacking. I don't know what it was like at the end. I heard he people say that the end, had the Kyle Walker killed him. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't, I don't know. know. Well, he did. He come with. He came with that right punch, and this right punch is gonna be the next song we play. We're gonna go into a musical break, and then we're gonna come back at seven thirty with our interview. So this is the song that he came out with, hit, and it's my one of my favorite songs by Mr. Hezekiah Walker. I will go in Jesus' name. So I see y'all in a minute. All right, that's a good one.
Ready? Thank <laughs> you. 
Ernest Pugh by Ernest Pugh. God will heal you. Amen. Amen. And we are back, y'all. And we're going to go into our interview. And our interview is with, I'm introducing to some, to reintroduce it to others, Pastor Soraya, y'all. Everybody get ready. Amen. So, with that being said, we always start off with a Pastor J icebreaker question. And the icebreaker question is this. If you had, I'm going to ask everybody this because it's going to be interesting. If you had one place to go before the whole pandemic and you had to be locked down there for the whole duration, where would you go? Other than your house. <laughs> Probably Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hawaii. Why? Because of the beaches? Because my, my kids are there and my two of my grandbabies. Okay. That works. And All right. Well, we gave, that's a good reason for me, especially if you got family there. And it's beautiful and expensive. It is, but you know, whatever. <laughs> she got family there. She don't care about all that. <laughs> hey, hey, milk is ten dollars there. I'm just saying. Not quite. Not quite. Wait a minute. But it's up there. <laughs> it's more than milk. Milk is milk. They they say spam is like five dollars. That's like a happy meal. Just getting a can of spam. Nah, I'm yeah. Cool. I'm cool. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. <laughs> I'll go vacation to one of to that state one day. So I wanted to first just say um telling us a little more of your background. Um so where is your hometown and where do you reside now? So I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio, born and raised. And I moved to Atlanta for a couple of years. And then I went back to Ohio and then I ended up in Vegas. So Vegas is where I have been since 2003. Okay. So you, you've been here for a while now. Yeah, 17. It'll be 17 years in August. That's okay. a good while. <laughs> yeah. So what was your very first ministry that you did in the church? Believe it or not, my very first ministry was sing a singles ministry. I helped uh, restart the singles ministry at the very first church that I attended, which was Mountaintop Faith Ministry. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's okay. deep. No, I've ever said that on here, I don't believe. <laughs> okay. <right>. Singles. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to ask is how did you get into ministry becoming a minister oh my goodness so it wasn't even at mountaintop i was there for kind of a short while and then i kind of fell back off the map um and then i ended up at um i ended up in a situation where 
I heard God speak to me and say, you know, it's either you're going to follow me or you're not. And so um, I got back in church. And um, as I was going to church, I just um, started to feel something a little bit different than anything that I have ever felt before. And one night I was actually asleep and about three o'clock in the morning, I felt like this tug on me, like literally pulling me up and like, hey, you need to um, go into minister's training. And I was like, what? What are you, what? <laughs> what is happening right now? You know, right. and I literally fought that thing all night. And I promise you, the Lord would not let me go back to sleep until I sent my pastor a message saying, I need to go into minister's training. And as soon as I sent that message, I fell right back asleep. Wow. So um, that started the road. That was in, I want to say early 2015. Wow. And that just goes to show for anybody that's wrestling with something, you get peace when you just listen. Come on now. I didn't want, because my yeah. thing was like, me, Lord, come on. Like, first of all, you know me. Like, you know me better than anybody. <laughs> like, are you sure that's what you want me to do? <laughs> so it was just kind of like a, it was, it was a for real battle for a couple of hours in the middle of the night. <laughs> but you gave okay. me I had to. I didn't have no choice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so during that moment, because a lot of people don't really see the pathway for um, what is it called? The pathway for um, a minister. You know, someone mm -hmm. from just being regular person to now minister. So, what was some of the scriptures that you clung to during training um, and going through minister training? Hmm. Um, what did I think to? I think that I clung to um, probably Micah 6 and 8 a lot, um, just talking about um, loving mercy and living justly um, and walking humbly. And because those were just three things that I needed to um, ensure <laughs> that I did um, personally in this walk. And then also just um, committing all your ways to the Lord. And then um, probably Ephesians 3 and 20, um, just finding my strength in the Lord. Because again, I came from a place where I was you know, you know how uh, Paul said he was the chief sinner. That was me. <laughs> I was the chief sinner. Um, I'm the captain. I, I really don't think anybody <laughs> seeing more than I did. You know, right. and so I just felt like um, I needed to root myself in the understanding that he would give me the strength to be able to walk this walk. Because for a long time, I. You know, I just didn't even feel worthy enough to to be walking this path. So even after, you know, I started training and be, ultimately became licensed and all that, I didn't, I was still struggling with feeling like I was even worthy to, to bear that cross. So wow. those were probably the main ones. 
Okay. Pa- Pastor Clay. Pastor Doctor. <laughs> Love you all. Marvin Clay. Doctor. Which, what, what, what would you say during that time frame, some scriptures you clung to uh, when you were going through ministerial training? Well, um, you know, I'm like her in a sense where, you know, when you feel like you're not worthy and, um, but God sees, he sees the, the finished product before you can ever think about your finished product. And so some of the scriptures that I, I held on to was, um, you know, the thing for me was just praising him. I would bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. And so long as I kept, keep that in my mind and, and praising him, it took me out of the equation because it put him in forefront. So um, that was one of my main ones. And then, um, of course, you know, the one that everybody says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper and everything that rise up against you and, you know, and, and thou shalt be judged and condemned. Uh, you know, that, that scripture, condemned, you know. I'm just in a whole other, what I said is something just happened. I'm sorry. But when I think about those scriptures, um, it made me think about, because, you know, you have a lot of people that want to put their mouth on you when mm-hmm. um, that calling you've accepted the calling and you truly said your true yes to God. And you have a lot of people that want to put their mouth on you and they want to remember what your past was. Yep. And, um, yeah. When well, they want to remember what your past was, they don't want you to be healed and delivered and set free from it. And so um, that scripture kept me because he said no weapon. I don't care what it is. You know, that's formed against me, shall prosper. So, whatever you want to say about me, it ain't gonna work. That's just how I kept it. And so, I said, long as I am, um, long as I am putting God first, and long as I'm in humility and humble before Him, and knowing that I am serving a true and living God, I don't worry about the naysayers and I don't worry about those who want to put their mouth on me, those who want to speak about my past. You can do that. My past is my past or my future, but it's greater. So, so that's what kept me going um, as I was taking it because you you was there. <laughs> I almost fell on the ground. You all, you had to pick me up. So Amen. <laughs> well, my I can say my favorite one during that time when I was struggling between do I want to really become a reverend and become you know I'm Baptist so we say reverend you know real yeah. so become a minister or not. And I ran away from it and I heard it three times, no matter where I went. And I was in the army, so I was getting stationed in different states. So I was like, I know you didn't talk to somebody in California. I know you didn't talk to somebody in South Carolina. And I know somebody from Georgia didn't talk to all both of y'all. So obviously this is God saying, hey, get a clue. It's time to work. And what scripture kept getting me and can and kind of just giving my discernment all messed up, like you need to stop running, was James 1 and 8. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all their ways. Mm-hmm. I was that double-minded person because I'm like, I'm young, but I I always pictured an age bracket on pastoring on men, in, ministry, in ministry. So when I saw that, I was like, God, you're telling me mostly don't act young. And then he was like, if you know better, you do better. And I was like, okay, okay, you got something for everything I got. All right, cool. So we're going to just go back and forth. And it, and it was a lot of back and forth. But then I remember the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That means mm-hmm. I, if, if I let him be my shepherd and guide me down this journey, 
so that I'm going the way that he wants me to go. I'm not going to need for nothing. I'm not going to need to worry about anything coming to attack me. I'm not going to have to worry about where my next meal is coming from, where my next finance, my blessing, my, my breakthrough, my deliverance. If he's my shepherd and, you know, like Jesus said, I left the 99 to go back to get the one. I was that unruly one. So I was I, I finally submitted. And I think that's a hard word for people to to go with oh, yeah. because see that as a form of weakness but if you really look at submitting it's taking a, it, it's just like this in um, proverbs lean not to your own understanding but submit submit yourself in all all yourself submit all and god will make your path straight so if if we submit it's okay to seem weak i guess we grew up in the generation where you can't look weak you can't uh, say that I did a, a mistake or I was wrong or um, my bad is it, is to the point where God wants you to submit with who you are because of whose you are so that he can finally build you up. And once we finally get past that part, because mostly once we get past the pride part, you know, because that, that pride is no joke. And I used to hear the old folks say all the time, pride coming before the fall. And I first of all didn't know that scripture. I just thought that was one of them old wise tales that scare <laughs> you. Like, yeah, boy, you're gonna get beat up. Keep on. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. But <clears throat> I think that was one of the scriptures that really clung to me. Is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That right there is very simple, and it just helped me down the path of ministry all these years later. So, Pastor Soraya. About your two books, tell us about it. Tell us what inspired it. Uh, okay. Well, the first one is a children's book, actually, and this is my very first time writing a children's book. I've been a published author since 2012, um, but this is my first time writing a children's book, and I don't even know where the inspiration came from. I would just have to give that to God because literally, it just hit me out the blue one day to hey, write a write a book in the form of a poem for the kids to be able to talk about what's going on in the world today. Mm. And so that's how that book was birthed. And I literally put um, pen to paper and it was done. Um, and so it's basically a conversation starter, I would say, for the elementary school aged children to um, kind of be able to talk through their thoughts and feelings with regard to this pandemic and um, what has happened with the world during this pandemic. Um, and then in the back of it, it allows them to be able to journal, you know, to write down what their thoughts and their feelings are concerning these things. So, and then also as an added bonus, so I have a nonprofit, a women's ministry that I started. And one of the pieces of that is a campaign called Hugs, Prayers, and Teddy Bears. And so with that campaign, what we're going to be doing um, is taking some of the proceeds from the book to help um, buy little prayer bears for the healthcare workers that have been out on the front lines during this pandemic. So I'm super, super excited about it. Um, that book drops on June 1st, and I have a tremendous amount of pre-orders already. And so... I'm super excited about that. I can't wait to get them in hand and start to get them out. So 
So that's the one. And then the second one, same thing, actually. Um, it was just like, like, bam, do this now. And I'm like, okay. Um, so it is actually a divorce book. So I, um, just a little transparency, I have experienced divorce multiple times. Um, and so it's called Damaged Goods, A Woman's Guide to Surviving Divorce and Other Matters. And um, so it's really just to help um, women. And I geared it more toward women because I'm a woman, so I can't really um, talk about it from the men's side. But I know that the divorce rate hovers between 40 and 50 percent. And, you know, unfortunately, it's happening, you know, in the church, out of the church, doesn't matter. It's happening. And, and people are having a hard time figuring out how to move forward from there. And so this guide is, um, like I said, geared toward women in that process to help them to be able to successfully survive the aftermath of divorce. And so it um, has an accompanying journal that can be purchased. And so at the end of each chapter, I have some action items for them to complete, you know, in their journal. So with the book, and this is for recently divorced been divorced a while back and didn't think that they, you know, still have some certain issues or who, what, what's the audience? Cause I know there's some people out there so like, all it right. Actually, it doesn't even matter. Um, and so initially I thought that it would be more geared toward people who have experienced it recently. But um, what I've realized in just uh, talking with people and sharing snippets with people that it also is very effective for the person who experienced divorce however long ago and even may be happily married now again. Mm. It still is beneficial for them for things that they didn't even realize, you know, they may still uh, be dealing with on the inside. Well, I think I think a lot of times when people go through any type of like change and that's a big change being from married and and not being married anymore and all the things that you tied and put together um i see your book being something that could be able to i guess you could say seal some 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 little wounds that might be still there because i've seen um not obviously not my own marriage i've never been divorced but what i've seen um with my own family members that's been divorced is that they they put uh how can I say what what is that called uh guys when you you put the 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 pain on somebody else that somebody else calls deflection yeah they deflect the pain from a past <laughs> relationship to their new relationship so if their new person um didn't do nothing wrong. They always see something wrong because of what happened before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of times that people get so hurt that they're like on broken repeat because they're constantly talking about what happened to them. And then mm-hmm. they try to retwine it in the present, even if it's nothing there. That's that baggage, that baggage that people carry mm-hmm. is real. You know, and a lot of people don't know how to unload or unpack that baggage they don't know and so this book definitely will help with that as well so and i think it's cool that you got a uh a, a journal i thought that was cool yeah 
I think that's awesome because sometimes, you know, when you read things, um, you may have a thought thought process of, of things and, and it's good to be able to um, write on the back of it or write while it's fresh in your mind. And it also adds on to your understanding of what you also just read. Not only that, it might might release something. You just never know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think because journaling is always good when you're writing and when you go back and read it, you be like, did I really write that? Yeah, yeah. you wrote yeah. that. And yeah. so it helps it helps bring about awareness and it also brings a more uh, attention uh, deficit, not a deficit, but more attention to the situation at hand. But it also brings a light to it. So there could be a release somewhere along the way. Let me tell you, that is so real and so right, because that's how my first book was birthed. From me journaling. My first book was birthed from that, you know, trying to figure out how to heal myself mm-hmm. and, and trying to get all of this stuff that was buried down on the inside of me out so mm-hmm. that I could figure out how to heal. So it definitely um, has amazing benefits. Yeah. So with I, I'll definitely say with the, with both of your books, how was it going from because I'm. I know I, I can multitask, but to be able to keep, you wrote two books at the same time and was publishing them, illustration, all that at the same time. I can only do one song at a time to make sure it's fully right. Just imagine you writing two books, keeping the concept of both books and yes. all to finish out. So how did, how did you manage your time and how did you stay focused to be able, if when you left the children book, you wasn't talking about in your children book. So if you divorce, <laughs> the children book be like, divorce? <laughs> I don't know. Let me tell you, if I sat and like actually thought about it, because not only was I writing two books, I still work a full-time job. I'm still a wife. I'm still a mother. I still have a ton of ministry <laughs> that, that I, you know, that I'm responsible for. And and run my own ministry. So all of this is going on at the same time. And I have no idea how I did it. I have to give it to God because I didn't even get overwhelmed. There was one night that I stayed up literally the whole night on a Saturday night. I stayed up the whole night and finished writing the divorce book because it was like when I get ready to like write or um, even when I write sermons and stuff, I ask the Holy Spirit to like, you know, give me what I need. Mm-hmm. And this particular night, he just wouldn't stop. And I'm just like type it, type it, type it. And it just kept flowing, flowing, flowing. So I couldn't stop. So I literally finished writing that book um, from where whatever point I was at, finished the whole book that night. I think I went to bed after church service the next day. So it's been, you know, it's been definitely, it's definitely been an experience. Um, But I will say that it wasn't overwhelming or anything. I didn't really have any moments where I was like ready to pull my hair out. Um, It kind of flowed pretty well. I didn't even really, I didn't even really like set any real, um, time management um, blocks for myself, or I didn't even do any of that. I just kind of, you know, wrote when I wrote. And that was it, you know. And it just—they right. both were done re- relatively quickly. So, 
with that being said, what would you, what would be your advice to upcoming writers? Now that you've been through the process and you're about to reap the reward because you book your book is done, it's published, it's all set, it's about to come out. So that's the enjoyment part. You don't have to worry about the book, you just have to market it. So for the people that still have square one and they want to write and they're still trying to get it on paper, what would be your advice to those those writers? So I actually um, also double as a writing coach a lot of times. And so when people come to me with that particular issue, which is probably the biggest issue that people have um, that I work with, it's the same thing. Um, put the pen to the paper. Literally the first word is the hardest, you know? And so once you get that first word, um, the rest of it generally tends to flow if they have something to say. Now, for the people who are struggling with that department, um, I usually would have them create like a timeline or something like that. It just depends on what type of project they're working on. A lot of people are doing like, um, like my first book was with like kind of an, um, a self-help or like an autobiography type of thing. Um, so for them, I usually have them create a timeline and sit there and um, go back as far as they can in their remembrance and just start to document what happened at this age. You know, list all those things out. What happened at this age? List all those things out because then they can kind of see the progression of things and it will help them piece together what they want to say. So it really just depends on the type of project that they're doing. Um, or for some people I will have them, and I don't do this myself, um, because it just doesn't work for me, but it does work for a lot of people. I will just have them create an outline. Hmm. So um, we'll start with, we won't even like, if they don't know what the title is, and sometimes the title ends up changing after, you know, we've gone through the outline, but we'll just put like, you know, their their main thoughts, what it is they have jumbled up in their head. And we'll just start to write all that stuff on paper. Um, same way when I create sermons, you know, I'm, I'm looking all through scripture and I'm just writing down whatever comes, whatever the thoughts are that comes. But then afterwards, you got you go back and you kind of start to arrange the different things that you've written on the paper and you format that into an outline. So that's what I would just say. Just just start. Just put the pen to the paper or put your fingers to the, the keypad, however, which way you like to do it. And um write that first that first word and then once you write that first word before you know it you have your first sentence and once you write your first sentence before you know it you have your first paragraph and once you have your first paragraph before you know it you have your first page and it just um evolves from there okay so um i want to ask well i guess we got to ask this so what's your date your release dates for your books so the children's book releases on June 1st and then the divorce book releases on June 30th. And the children's book, what is the title? It is called The Day the Whole Earth Closed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the Day the Whole wow. Earth Closed. Wow. June 1st. Yeah. Okay, need I am so excited because I just got all the final illustrations back today from the illustrator. Right. So I am super excited um, to go back and, and put it all together. And um, I'm said so now I'm gonna be sitting here with my like twiddling my thumbs waiting for um, the release date to come. <laughs> so 
Well, yeah. you you passed the, the 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 big hump. Now he's just smooth sailing now. Right. Yeah. June is and, right around the corner. I know, then, but and, uh, I, I lack patience, book. and so I'm over here on pins and needles for both of these <laughs> release dates. So, what's the title of your divorce book? So it's called "Damaged Goods: A Woman's Guide to Surviving Divorce and Other Matters." Mm, okay, and that releases June. 30th. Okay, so you're going to have one release, the children's book on the 1st, and then the divorce book is going to be on the 30th of June. Yes. So do you have any other projects that you're going to come out with? Yes, so I actually am, the divorce book is going to end up being a package deal um, or available for package deal. I'm going to create a workbook as well as a, a video tutorial to go along with the workbook. So I'm working on that right now. Um, I am actually also getting ready to create another children's book based around my first granddaughter. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I have her uh, picture with the illustrator to create an animation from that. So cool. that one um, I probably will release around Christmas. And then I am also working on a... Um, like a, I guess you can call it a docu-series. Um, I'm not going to give the name just yet, but I will say this, Pastor Jay, I am um, going to be hitting you up soon because there is a part that I want you to play in that docu-series, um, in the trailer for the docu-series. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> so um, I'm working on that. And um, hopefully that will be able to start um, getting filmed soon, I hope. So you guys keep me in prayer on that, if you wouldn't mind. Lift my name up once or twice on that one. That's a huge undertaking that I am not um, overly familiar with. So it's going to be kind of a a new path for me with regard to that. So, and then um, I, I am also looking at starting a podcast. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Right on the plate. Right. <laughs> crazy. Well, we're definitely going to be keeping you in prayer because we know how we, we all have projects. You know, Chris mm -hmm. is about to move to the whole Midwest and a few weeks. Yeah. So, man, oh, that's right, Chris. I did see that. That's yeah. right. Oh, we definitely are you excited. And we came. I'm excited to keep me in prayer. We gotta do something. I hate. We can't even, we can't even, have, we can't even have a celebration of saying bye. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> We could just just go to Chris Church since they still meet and just bring a cake. I prefer cash. Hey, Chris, put your cash app up or something. Put it in the comments. Hey, that's right. Anybody out there? You guys put it in the comments. I can't do it. Okay, um, but Chris is moving, y'all. He ain't leaving North the radio, so you'll still get to see him. This is kind of one of the phases that we were practicing. Um, and me and Chris was talking about is that he doesn't want to leave. So in Chicago, you see that coronavirus just made us advance our technology. Isn't that a blessing? Uh, Won't do it. Yeah. So with us having our new technology um, and being able to do what we're doing now, 
Chris will still be able to do our show and you'll still get to hear and hear the sarcasma of Chris. Because <laughs> he has no language of that. And be able to hear his new songs, you know, because he's chasing. No more. Here we go. Here we go. But oh, yeah, God. everybody, we're going to post. Uh, we're going to actually we're gonna post both. We're going to post uh, Chris's cash app. He's moving soon. So definitely, if you could bless Chris. Um, and we're going to put Pastor Soraya's cash app in there for her book and the link for her pre uh, uh, what is it? The pre release? I think yes. you have that link out Both there. Both of them are available for pre order right now. So we'll, we'll put that link in the Facebook after we go off and dr clay we're gonna put hers out there because i i don't know what she was asking for it last i saw it like a few days ago she said if anybody wanted to bless me <laughs> go ahead and, bless right. dr. Clay and all that good stuff but on back on task thank you pastor sarai for coming on in the behalf of anointed radio we thank you for coming on um and telling your story um sharing your gift it's really, we really appreciate you for spending time because the most valuable thing that you can spend with somebody is time. Yeah. So I appreciate you for having me. Thank you guys very, very much for Thank allowing you. me to spend this time with you. No problem. Ain't no problem. So with that being said, Cletus. Cletus. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I know we fired him. No, we did not fire him. I he thought he got wrong. I think we laid him down to sleep or something. Well, he didn't get Corona. Praise God. Cletus is still failing to play us he out. He, he was rolling. May not come when you want him, but he's always on time. So with that being said, that's mostly our show, everybody. Much love. Um, what I would like to leave with you guys is this. Stay encourage and whatever you do let it return back to love if you're angry switch it right back on to learn the lesson that made you angry and go back to love because at the end of the day we just need to show love be a peacemaker well all I'm going to say to you guys is love if all of this time you've been following what you've been following, you've been doing what you've been doing, and you are in a place where you feel a little anxious, just stay on the course and make sure not being a sin. Because when you allow God to lead you pandemic, Everything else is going to work itself out. But when you allow the enemy to get into your ear gates, the negativity and giving that fear in you, when you start giving him too much credit and you start falling just like everybody else. Stay on point and continue to believe that God is going to bring you out all right. It ain't over. Let's put it out like that. It ain't over. To God says it. Amen. 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 See you next week. That's all I got to say. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I tell you. <laughs>